Kia ora everyone, welcome to Hopecast. Um, to my right is the amazing Kalia from I Am Hope. Hi. Joining me on the couch and right here is the star of the show. You don't really need an introduction, <laughs> oh, but I'm gonna introduce you anyway. Tegan, you're off everybody. Um, hey, I, I saw your call time today and I was like, oh my gosh, that's so early. Like I feel bad for getting you out of bed. But then I was like, no. you're used to early mornings I anyway. Sleep -ins. Um, I usually, my alarm usually goes off at like 10 past four in the morning, so. Like my alarm this morning was 7 a.m. and I was like, oh, so you're all sleeping. Yeah. sleeping. Yeah. And we say that because um, Tegan is on the My Morning Crew, yeah. very popular station, My FM, hottest hip hop and R&B. Feel like I've been saying that for a while yeah. before in my past. I wonder maybe. why. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yes, yeah, so you you work in radio. We know that about you, but that is just one of your many qualities and talents that you have. And I could go on all day on how amazing you are. That's why I wanted to get you on the podcast, our very first woman as well. Yeah. Um, Waihani Toa. Yeah. But, you know, you're, you're passionate, you're talented, you're kind, you're hardworking. But the one thing that I really admire about you is that you are, you are so courageously vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And I say that because, oh, sorry, contagiously vulnerable. That's what I wanted to say, contagiously. Because when you oh, open up good. and you're yourself, it's so contagious mm. and because yeah. I've experienced it myself, mm. you know, I'm lucky enough to be your friend, call you my friend. We went together and we have those chats and mm. I just leave and I'm just like, oh my gosh, like, I just feel so good. Like, I feel like I can talk to you about anything. And I see it when you're on your platform and you're speaking out about mental health and people relate to it and they want to speak on it as well. So that's mm. why you are contagiously vulnerable and that's what I'm going to... Nice. That's oh, why. Are you going to make me cry already? I love <laughs> that. <laughs> no, well, we can cry. We can cry what we want. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so, Tegan, I want you to just start off by saying, telling us a little bit about your mental health journey. Mm -hmm. Start wherever you want, wherever you feel comfortable, where you mm -hmm. feel like you need. And okay. take, take the stand. I mean... You're, you're the professional here, to be honest. So. Okay. Oh, well, I don't know about, wait, I don't know about that. I don't know about I that. Do. Um, okay, basically, um, I'm 24 years old. So I, in, back in high school, and even as a kid, I always had a sort of tendency to sort of like overthink, I suppose. And I'm not, I say that that's where my mental health journey started because I think where I'm at now, I look back and I'm like, oh, I've had tendencies for a really long time. Mm. So I was always quite anxious always um, someone who like had to really build her confidence over the years. There was a couple of times in high school I had things like panic attacks and all that kind of stuff, but it was all quite manageable. And then I went to university at the age 18 and I would have thought that that's when it would have ramped up, but it actually wasn't. I was able to manage um, like sort of stress and anxiety really well throughout the whole university experience, which I know is not, this, not it for everyone, but for some reason I was okay then. And it was when I started like working in like the real world mm -hmm. and like becoming an adult, I think, mm -hmm. that I started to stress a lot more. And it wasn't until a couple of years ago, I was like, oh my God, and I would have like these panic attacks again. Mm -hmm. And I'd be like, oh, what's going on? But not really tell anyone about it because it was like, it was just kind of my thing. And I just would read stuff online and be like, okay, this is what I've got to do next time. I've got to breathe this way. I've got to do this. Like, it's all good. And then... Um, fast forward, you know, a couple of years, been working for a couple of years. Then this year I've uh, got my new job. I'm on the My Morning Crew, which is the best thing ever. The, I, the passion I have for my job, I just like cannot even explain it because I love my job so much and I feel so privileged to be in that sort of position. But going from doing a sort of behind the scenes job to all of a sudden being on a platform and being mm. on a stage and people have an opinion, that definitely started to take a toll when you're like, it's the kind of thing you start reading comments and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Like all of a sudden people get to have an opinion on you and it takes a while for you to realize like, 
oh no, don't read that. Or like, mm. um, what that's a loud minority, like of people saying, you could get a thousand people say, oh my God, love you, you're cracker, blah, 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 blah. But then you have one person go, oh, F this girl, like get uh, bring back whoever else or whatever, and that'll ruin your whole day. Mm. So that was really hard kind of like figuring out how to get through that. But I sort of did and then, um, but it just like the, the momentum behind, I think, maybe our show and just realising it just started getting more and more and more and harder to manage. And then I was actually in like a, a relationship and then for some reason, or I don't, not for some reason, I actually know the reason, like it wasn't the best relationship and I ended up getting, um, in the easiest way to put it is I got gaslit for a really long time, which people don't actually realise is a thing and also don't realise how like hard that is for people to deal with. And I think just being on a stage, along with that, having that in my personal life, just all went tits up, Overwhelmed. for lack of a better word. Yeah. For people that don't know what gaslit means, like what? It's it's basically, the best way I could explain it is, I don't know how to put it in a definition form, but maybe in an example. So like, for me, I was with someone and um, they said they loved me and they said they were with me or whatever. And I thought it was all 100% legit, that was us. But the whole time they were actually, you know, seeing other people on the side and they were doing this and that. Um, and then at the end of the relationship, it was like, well, I never, what do you mean? Like, um, this wasn't that serious or, you know, stuff like that was the kind of conversation, the narrative that they were pushing. So, and then you start to question your own sanity. Yeah. So I think when you're, when you're gaslit, it's kind of that point where you're emotionally manipulated to the point that, you start questioning your own sanity, mm. and that's and it, it's really affects people. It doesn't just happen to women; it happens to men as well. Yeah. Um, getting gaslit's an awful thing, and I think people don't realise how detrimental it is to people's mental health. And like, it being so self-aware at the point I'm at now, I'm like, wow, there's so many red flags. There's so many things yeah. I could have seen, but you know, when you're like in love, you oh, don't well, see any that, of that. You know, that's that saying. Yeah. You know, love is blind. Like yeah. I feel like everyone, at least once in their life, is going to go through a breakup, a mm -hmm. heartache, and that mm -hmm. is the the hardest thing. Like yeah. some of the hardest days for me personally yeah. is going through a breakup. You know, mm -hmm. so for you, and I know how kind your heart is, and how much when you're in something you give it for that to happen. Like I, I, I saw you on those days, and I know how much you were into it, and then for that to happen, yeah. you know. I just, yeah. Um, yeah, and it was like, I think, and I don't want to say it's like, and I feel like I never want to like minimise whatever I've been through or any of my struggle or whatever because I know that's something I do and I go, oh, someone's got it worse. And mm. I think it's important not to do that. I think we all need to go, no, 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 like I feel this yes. and this is valid and that's okay. But I think it's it's the fact that it was I was going through that while being on the platform, while having to put it on, so I was feeling like cucker but mm. I had every day was pretending that I was all good mm. and I just that it, it didn't it didn't work it yeah. just wasn't working and then I just got to a point where it just like I was like I can't do this anymore yep. I something needs to change right yep. so yeah. what what did you do like what was that moment what was that breaking point moment where you're just like I need to do something about this like I need to it was when like your all your friends around you are like wake up like you know mm. like you need to so you're in a safe place. Damn, yeah. we don't even have any tissues. Um, Sorry. When, when everyone around <laughs> you is like, this is what's wrong, you need to change, or like something needs to change in this mm. situation. When all your friends are like, wake up, sis, when your colleagues who are like my brothers yeah. are sitting there being like, we love you and mm. we have got you, but like it's starting to affect work. And that was the thing, I think it was when it, you know, my favourite thing 
that my bread and butter work. When it affected that, that's when I was like, nah, I've got to, I've got to do something about this. And mm. so then that kind of started my journey of like removing the the toxicity out of my life, removing those that person or those people out of my life that were bringing me down, and then starting this journey of like building myself back up. And that's not easy. No, nah. it's not. Yeah. And so for people out there who are obviously gonna gonna hear you and go, oh, it's similar to my story or what I'm going through. What are what are some of the things that you did? to help yourself remove yourself from from that situation i think like as harsh it is blocking people you mm. know just like blocking people i actually have like on my phone i don't think i have a single notification on my phone apart from texts so um i don't get notifications from instagram facebook messenger snapchat yeah. any of the social medias like i just don't have it because that would give me started giving me anxiety which is like kind of random but mm. i was it was just being able to like switch off um, I think that was the big thing for me, removing those people from your life, only keeping like supportive people in your corner and then just, yeah, really focusing on what matters and all that stuff, that's like such minor stuff that doesn't matter. Mm. I don't know, I think that was what started it for me, just getting rid of, it was just like a clear out, spring clean, spring yeah. clean of everyone around me and then just keeping the close ones here for the journey. But it was hard because like this year with COVID, right, mm. I was, the, this was all happening during lockdown. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was like you, I couldn't just go to my mum's and yeah. like you know lean on my mum's shoulder or like I I fortunately I live in a group of um, with a group of girls that, and guys that are amazing and they're like my family. But like imagine if I didn't, you know what I mean? Like it was yeah. it was tough, but it was just like staying connected with people that matters and just filtering out all the other stuff. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm. Yeah. So you so you talked about you know when you went to work and you put the mic on and you mm. have to be teeing, you know? Yeah. So how, how do you kind of deal with that pressure of being on that, that platform and having to be the certain person when you know that you're going to get judged every day? Because I think that, you know, people that listen and that are, are fans of you, they put you on this pedestal, right, mm. because they think that you're invincible. Yeah. Um, but you're only human at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, you've got feelings, you've got emotions. So how did you kind of deal, deal with that? I think I got to a point where I realised that um, those people that, like, listen to us or you know, watch us online or whatever it may be, they they see right through the BS. They mm -hmm. see it. So if you're putting it on, mm -hmm. they see it. And I think they started to see it. And so it was like, as long as I was like authentically myself. So when I was having a flat day, like a day where I was feeling like pretty meh, like to acknowledge it, that just released the pressure so much because, and I think yeah. they they appreciate their authenticity and being organic like that. So I found when it was like, oh, I don't actually have to pretend. Yeah, I can be like, oh, today's like meh. I like woke up kind of late, was in a rush, got anxious, and then people, the boys, are like, oh well, you're here, let's carry on with the show, and just acknowledging it like that made it so much better. Yeah because I don't think you realise how much you can, like, that relates to people, you yeah, know? Yeah. Like, people wake up and they feel exactly that. Like, yeah. not everyone wakes up and they're just like, you know, oh, rainbows, unicorns, everything's, like, happy. So I think that people appreciate that a lot mm. when you open up like that, and that's why mm. um, I feel like you're so relatable on so many levels, because you're just real. Yeah. You're just yeah. real, like you say it how it is. Trying to keep it real. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but, um... Okay, so you went through all those struggles and, you know, COVID, it happened yeah. with the lockdown and stuff like that. But um, so I want to know, when was that, like, low, low point for you? Like, if I ask you, Tegan, when, when were you at your lowest, mm. like, in that dark place? Because I know that you've, you've been there. You've spoken about it before. Yeah. What would that be for you? It was when I would, like, I'd say it was 
maybe we had just come out of the level four lockdown. So it wasn't that long ago in when retrospect actually like the second lockdown or first lockdown? First lockdown. Okay, yeah. I don't think we didn't do we go I don't think we did that level three. four in the second oh, yeah. one, right? I've so it was I think it count. was sometime in that level three where, you know, I still couldn't, and as an extrovert, still couldn't go out and do stuff, you know, to distract mm. myself, which is something I was really, really struggling with. Mm. I hated lockdown with everything in me. I'm such a butterfly, like social mm. butterfly. I'm like, give me attention. Like, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> I just me. need that interaction. Yeah. Um, so it was at this point where I was just like, oh, my God, and I was so in my own head. I was getting treated like, like, like kaka mm. by this person, mm. and I was just like, oh, my God, what do I do? And I would literally be in my room and I'd get so frustrated that I like, I like I'd have these like panic attacks and I couldn't breathe and I just could not see past the next day. Yeah. And that's when I was just like, this is like not all good. And like mm. my friends were worried, my family was worried and my family couldn't even come see me because of all the lockdown. And it was just like, I was in the pits and like, oh my God. That's really tough. Right. Just ruined the whole camera shot, but I'm sorry. You're right. It's okay. You're in a safe place. Okay. When you're ready, take your time. I, I'm going to say, because I haven't actually seen it before, but, like, it got to the point where I was, like, hurting myself. And that's when I knew I was, like, no, that's not all good. Because I would, like... I remember, like, growing up and hearing about people doing that kind of stuff, and I'd go, why would anyone ever do that? Like, why would they do that to themselves? And, like, so it was, like, almost this, like, self-realisation point where, like, I did it, and then I went, oh, my God, I'm that person. Like, why did, why did I get to that point? And so there was, like, a... There was a bit of a rough time where I, like... For some reason, like, I would sit there and go, this isn't right, but then I would do something like that. But and it was the only thing that I could, like, I would, like, feel something. And it was, like, awful, and I just would never want anyone to ever feel like that about themselves. And the thoughts that go through your head at that time. And now, and what's... And I'm kind of coming to terms with it now, but now I, like, I still see where, you know, where that happened. And, like, I, there are, like, scars and stuff and, like... So to have to see that in the mirror every day is really hard as well. Yeah. But it's like getting to the point where it's like, no, no, like acknowledging what that is and what yeah. part of my life that was and that I never go back to that. And that was like the point where I was like, I can't ever go back there because yeah. that's not fair, you know. Yeah. It's not fair on me and it's not fair on anyone around me. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I might need you a different colour, yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thank you so much yeah. for being vulnerable. Yeah. You know, there's like, yeah. so many people that that will relate to that, that place, yeah. you know, and, and the fact that you're here and you're brave and you're talking about it is huge and it's going to be so huge, huge for so many people out there. Can I just say, because, like, for me, like, as a friend of yours, like, that really hurt because I was unaware that that was happening. And, like, that made me feel real bad, you know, like... <laughs> to see a friend, like, you know that they're down and you try and reach out when they need something and you just, you know, you try and make sure that you're there for them, but to hear you say that makes me feel like a failure as a friend. And I know that a lot of people probably feel like that when they hear their friends talk like this. So I guess what I'm asking is, like, what, what, what would you want from your friends or loved ones to help you get through that? First of all, don't feel guilty. Because yeah. it's not like I was telling anybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's the whole, and I. this is not something I knew at the time, but, like, a sort of upon reflection is, like, 
it's like I like always asking how someone is because even like even I've talked to this uh, like with my parents because they are sort of trying to navigate you know supporting me through this whole journey and like I, they said, well, you can just, if you feel down, you can just talk to us. And I'm like, but sometimes I won't. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you have to, like, pester. And it's not just, like, a how are you. It's, like, a, it's being specific about to, like, make, I feel like when you ask super open-ended questions like that and you just go to someone that maybe is struggling, like, how are you? They just go, I'm good, thanks, or yeah. I'm okay. But being, like, how are you? Um, what did you do today? Um, how are you feeling today? Like actually asking like so many follow-up questions, I think it gives them no excuse but to have to talk about it. Mm. But also just, I don't know, just being there always. I think it's just a checking in thing. Like I'm not saying my friends didn't do it, but I realise now that maybe that's what I needed. Mm. Just them mm. being a bit more proactive. But also I needed to be proactive as well. I should mm. never have let myself get to that point. Yeah. And eventually I was able to like, tell you know a couple of close people around me that that was the point they got to and in a similar reaction it was kind of like like they felt guilty because they never knew I was going through that and Mm. the fact that they were only like you know within arm's reach Mm. but were uh, totally unaware but yeah I think it's just you just can't let anyone ever feel alone but it's so much easier said than done we can say it on paper it looks like it makes sense right but it's like when it's happening in real life yeah, it's just different, yeah. But I suppose it's that whole just, just checking in. Yeah. Just check in on your mates. Yeah. Just check in on your loved ones. Yeah. Um, just let them know that you're there. Uh, and that, that means a lot in those times, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking as, as a friend, you know, you're, you're very close to her. And in that moment, you know, she's over there struggling. And as a friend over here, you, you can't actually see that she's going through anything. Mm. Um, and it's it's so easy, isn't it, to, to put on that front for everyone out there, not to see that inside something's really going on and, and you're, you're really kind of silently wanting that help and, and crying out for that help. So as a friend, um, did, you, did you see any indicators? Yeah, of course. I mean, Tegan and I used to work next to each other mm. um, at one stage in our life. And I could always tell if she was having a good day or a bad day. Mm. But as we do, you know, it would be, you know, passing, passing in the hallway, like, how you going? Are you okay? Mm. Just the normal questions. And yeah. the generic answer to things is, yeah, I'm okay, mm. you know? And so when we were at work, I guess we were both caught up in that that kind of, you know, go, 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 public, yeah. public, public, uh, in the public eye, we mm. had jobs to do, yeah. you forget about, because I, I was in the same situation as Tegan, you know, with that that high pressure um, feeling some days like her, like you, the mic would go on, you'll be having a real bad day, like I went through heaps of really hard times when I when I was there and once the mic goes on, you're, you're, you're someone that wants to make people laugh and yeah. smile. Mm. Mm. Um, so I guess when I came out of that atmosphere and could kind of look in a little bit more and sometimes I'd see maybe videos pop up of, of, of her or I'd see her Instagram or something like that and I'd know, I'd know straight away. Mm. I, I'm, I'm, I'm quite, um, you know, I'm an empath like that. Like I can, I can read people or if I saw her out or anything like that, I'd just know. Mm. And I mean, you know, like I'd text her every now and again and do the old, hi, how are you? How are you going? As you do. Um, and I think we shared a couple conversations where yeah. things weren't too well. Um, yeah. We were both going through some stuff as well. So I think we kind of shared and related mm. with each other. 
Um, and, you know, like we caught up a few times, but Tegan's very good at um, acting like everything's okay. Yeah. You know. I get that. Yeah. yeah. And I, I feel like I, that's kind of my thing. I always like to be the, like, happy, happy-go-lucky, like mm. um, always fun, always vibing, like always just, like, wanting to party. You know, that kind of person I've always wanted to be. Like, I've always been like that. So, and I felt like that was the easiest way to, like. And, like, I, I found that I was always very... Like I'm very self-deprecating in the sense that I'd be like, yeah, I'm a bit sad, but like whatever, you know. Like, yeah. and I kind of would—that's how I'd mask it. I think a lot of times, mm. and I um, even now I still do. Like, even though I've come a long way, like um, the way I refer to it with the boys I work with, uh, my colleagues, I always go, "Yeah, I got the big sad." <laughs> like I always say it like yeah. that because it, and even though it kind of minimizes it, it's like at least I can bring it up in a normal conversation. But I yeah. was definitely masking a lot of it. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think when you can talk to me about it and you're mm. opening up, then that's a good sign because you're actually talking about it. But when you brush it to the side and act like everything's fine, I think that's when I worry more because I know that deep down you're quite an open person. And mm. so when you're not being that, then I then I, I realise that, mm. you know. But I guess I'm, 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 I'm grateful that I know you on a different level than I, like, I guess a lot of other people see you as mm. like Tegan, my FM, mm. happy, smiley. You know, bad bitch, whatever. <laughs> Sorry yeah. if you have to mute that. Yeah, you know. But I know yeah. the real Tegan. Yeah. And this right here, this is the real Tegan. Yeah. Like, yeah. So um, thank you. And we yeah. see you and we hear you. And we appreciate you. that you're opening up with this conversation because it's just so important for yes. you and for yeah. people that want to help people in your situation as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Um, I want to know. I want to know. We'll wrap it up soon. But I want to know what are your whys? Like what keep you going? I think it's just me. Like, I know I don't want to sound like so self and like I hope that doesn't sound self-indulgent in the sense, but it's like when you look at what I think it's just kind of like when you kind of take a step back and look at your life as if you're like looking outwards, mm. like and and you look at everything on paper. Like for me, I was like, I've got a great job. I've got so many amazing friends around me. Mm. My family are like so supportive of me. Like there's so many things in my life for me to be grateful for. Like, it just, like, recognising that, it was kind of like, no, 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 I've got to do this for myself. Like, yes, for everyone around me, but if I don't sort this out, I'm going to lose those things I love, like my job, because I won't be able to handle it. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm going to uh, lose motivation and not feel myself. And, like, I love just, like, coming to work and doing that thing that we always did and, like, make people laugh and be able to mm-hmm. connect with all these people and all that kind of stuff. And as soon as it was, like this whole mental health journey started to affect that and make it seem like it wasn't worth it anymore. When you take a step back and you go, no, 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 that, that's my bread and butter though. I mm. love that. That's my passion and I need that in my life. That's when I was like, no, that's why. It's because you, like, and me, this is like me talking to myself, like, you can be so much more after this. Like, this will mm. just be like a piece in the puzzle, um, just a, like a stone that you've got to, like, step over. And eventually it's going to make me a way better person. So I think it was like looking at that, that's when I was like, no, 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 you got to do this for yourself, sis. Yeah, awesome. Listen to me talking in the mirror. I I'm like, it. you're a bad bitch. <laughs> I love you it. got this. It, do you do that? Yeah. Do you do that in the mirror? Well, I love not us. Yeah. Like, I do it all the time. I, think it. Like, <laughs> I talk to myself. I'm like, you know what, Danny? You're, you're beautiful. You're amazing. <laughs> you know, and because you can have like so many friends sit to you, sit there and tell you like, you're so much better than this. Like, yeah. look at everything around you. And you're like, oh, oh, yeah, like, yeah. where, where, like, for me. Yeah. 
And then, but like, hey, all good if you say poor me, because sometimes you've got to be like that and just like yeah. acknowledge your feelings, have a cry, whatever, whatever it is it may be. Don't ever bottle it, bottle it up. But um, yeah, just like knowing like, nah, fuck, I got this. Sorry for swearing, but like, I got this. Hopefully they yeah. be put, oh, yeah. cameraman's put it in yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say that was my main why. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. That's mm. great. And do you find now that you've opened up and you've you've pretty publicly opened up as well, mm-hmm. I know that uh, just recently, you know, you opened up on air yeah. um, and you had quite a big response to that. Were you, yeah. were you surprised that people were were okay with it, that, you know, people are reaching out and, mm. and saying, oh, I totally connect with that? Yeah. It was it was quite interesting because me like on our the show that we're on now, um, myself Nixon and Jordan, we've really tried to build this whole show around being as authentic as we can. And like, mm. yes, we want to make you laugh, but also we're going to talk about the real stuff as well. Yeah. And so that's kind of something we've been trying to figure out and navigate because I don't think there's a lot of people on in our space that are able to hold those conversations. There definitely are some, but mm. we wanted to become that space as well, especially for our community. Mm. And so when I, I said, yep, oh, let's talk about it. We need to talk about Mental Health Awareness Week, which was this week for us. Um, but And we were trying to get some voices on the show that would sort of speak their stories and speak their truths or whatever. And then I said, oh, I'll talk about it, you know, because I've had my struggles. And they were like, as long as you're safe, as long as you're okay with it, like no pressure, like if you want to, that's cool. So I said, yeah. And I honestly didn't expect to cry. I didn't, I just wanted, well, yeah. thought I was just going to talk about it really candidly and just be like, this is what it is. Mm. This is what I've been going through. And literally about... 10 seconds before we put the mics on, I was in tears. Mm. And then, like, yeah, and so I spoke about it. And, like, that was, like, a really big thing for me. And I I, I had spoken about it on my own personal social media before, which was, like, a big thing for me. But speaking about it on air, like, live, was like, okay, whoa. And I did it. And, you know, and I felt really bad because I thought I didn't really, wasn't able to articulate what I was trying to say as best as I could because I was a bit upset. But the boys just, like, they, it was like they were just giving me a big uffy like the whole time. And then um, they put we put it on social media and it was just mm. insane, the response. Mm. I didn't see, not that I ever expected to, there to be a negative response, but I didn't see a single negative response. It was all so positive and people Amazing. saying like, thank you for just like being vulnerable and mm. all that kind of stuff. And like my heart was so full. I got like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of messages, people tagging me all day. And like, it was so overwhelming that I actually had to just take a step back yeah. and not be on my phone because yeah, it was just, it was a lot. And even like my mum rung me last night and she said like, she goes watching that. She's like, I understood it a bit more. Yeah. And like, she said like, she was like, even I feel guilty and I feel like I've been there for you, but I feel guilty that I didn't know what it was like. Cause I explained like, I, cause I got diagnosed with depression and like, I have like a high, like a high functioning form of anxiety where I, you know, appear to be like always on, but I'm actually mm. like not and the, my thoughts are complete opposite. And that's kind of, I think when you have a, like a high functioning anxiety like that, like that's what drives you to be like focused and um, motivated is because you've got all this negative self-talk and you're actually freaking out and being a perfectionist, you know, that's yeah. why I think I I'm, it. It, it's like this big, yeah. like awful circle, uh, cycle, I mean. Um, but yeah, the, the response was, I never could have imagined I got the response I did. And mm. I've, it's still overwhelming a few days later to still be getting messages about it. And I'm just like, wow, like, I didn't think I would have any sort of impact like that. But I think, I think it's because it was so authentic, you know, mm-hmm. you just 
put the mic on and you just spoke your heart. And mm. I think that's the most beautiful thing. Yeah. Like the, you can have all the scripts in the world and I yeah. think people can, can gauge when that is, when yeah. it is scripted and mm -hmm. when you have points in your mind that you want to touch on. But when you're just, you're genuinely just speaking from your heart and how you feel, mm. I think that's that's so beautiful and um, relatable to a lot of people. And mm -hmm. I know that it was because I saw it everywhere as well. And Thank I sent you. it to our um, Hopecast group and they just thought it was amazing. Because I'd, I'd already said to them, I was just like, oh, I want to get Tegan on for the first one before that video dropped. And when that video dropped, and they were just like, wow, okay. Yeah, it was like, because you hit me up. Yeah. And then, because I knew I was going to be coming on here, I thought, why not speak about it on my own platform first? And it yeah. just felt yeah. like the perfect, yeah. like, segue. Yeah. Um, and, I yeah, I don't think I could have been as open today if I mm. hadn't done that. Because I'm like, why talk on another platform when I can talk on my own, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, but well, so thank you. Everything happens for a reason. Yes. So the great. universe. <laughs> so we felt honoured that you. you're here yeah. and that you're sharing thank the you. message. Really so. amazing. Yeah. Um, so many. Anything else you want to touch on? I think, I think you've done really well, yeah. We might just, um, do you want to leave, like, with any words or inspiration or for anyone that might be, like, struggling with mental health or okay. might be listening and they're like... Some um, wide words, wise words from Tegan. Oh, I feel like it all sounds a bit cliche. Like, it's okay to not be okay, but like seriously, your feelings are always valid, no matter what your situation. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if your friend next to you is noticeably going through a lot more, but handling it better. So mm -hmm. you feel like you need to be handling your stuff better because, in comparison and on paper, it's not quite the same. Like anything that you go through, any of those feelings you have, that's you're okay to feel those and like you need to talk about them and talking and um, making it more normal to just like converse about this kind of stuff and have that corridor opening that whole chat that's what would make it feel better like me me and my friends honestly will be so real about nah I had an off day today I literally sat in my bed and did nothing and I couldn't get out of bed mm -hmm. like we'll be that real about it mm -hmm. and I think being able to and you don't have to have a group of friends that you can do that with but maybe just having one friend where you can actually be like nah actually Today I'm a bit rattled and I'm not all good. Having that one friend will help you so much. So like being able to find some supportive person in your life, it doesn't have to be a friend, it can be a parent, some kind of family member, anybody, even a colleague, just someone that you can just be 100% straight up with. That's that's what I would say, like just make sure you've got someone in your corner. Mm. Nice. Amazing. Okay, cool. Um, well, Thank you so much for being on here today. Honestly, mm. I just, my heart is just going so fast because I not only, I've learned a lot yeah. as well, but just your story is amazing. And I think you're such a strong woman and I, I could already talk about how amazing you are all day. But, you um, I, know, I, <laughs> I will. Um, but yeah, we want to give you this little uh, wristband just, that you can wear. A little something from I Am Hope. So um, a wee while ago, we were trying to come up with ways where people can say, you know, I'm okay, I mm -hmm. hold a safe space mm -hmm. for someone to talk. And our young people actually came up with these wristbands. So it doesn't mean that a whole lot of people are going to come and talk to you, but it just means that if somebody's wearing this, they are a safe space. They will hold that space for you and you can talk to them. So it's oh, so awesome. Thank yeah. you so much. The Thank crown. you. <laughs> this means it's... I got your back. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Thanks, Stephen. Thank yeah. you. Thank you so much. Amazing.